0: Get it,
1: girl. Get it. There's something loose between my legs. I'm out of the office. Bowery, it's James. I'm hanging here like a Radio check. Loud and clear.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. Uh, I'm your host this week, Tom King, and I am joined as always by Stu Greenwood. Hello. Chris Evans, hello, hi. How are you two now?
1: Right now, good. Right now, yeah. right now. Uh, I'm excited, very excited.
0: Oh yeah, why so? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to because I'm doing my favorite thing. I'm talking to you guys. This is my favorite oh, thing of the week. It's my favorite Aww. day of the week. I love this. Mondays are intense but fun. <laughs> that's
2: that's twice he's been suspiciously kind now. One's pre-recording and one's now. Yeah.
1: What is he up to? Uh, you're teeing this up like there's going to be something. There's going to be some big payoff at the end. There really isn't. I'm just there's a nice no person. Payoff. I'm just nice. Mm, okay. Is that so hard to imagine? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
2: After so many episodes. <laughs> So I suppose we should actually talk about <laughs> stuff, shouldn't we? Instead probably should, yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Led you in half-heartedly insult each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted because I've spent a whole weekend watching cars go sideways. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, if anyone has never watched a drift event, go watch
1: one because seriously, <laughs> it's cool. It's cooler than I thought it's it cool. would be. It did look awesome. Yeah. You sound like you were drifting the cars yourself all weekend, every <laughs> single one of them. I feel like it a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, that is something I never thought I'd
2: expect to enjoy.
1: Oh, cool! So, where was, where was this drifting event you went to? This Tom?
2: was the British Drift Championships, and it was the first round, which was in Teesside, which is Middlesbrough in oh, the northeast trek. of England. That's a trek for you, even. Yeah. Sounds cold. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad for us. Two and a half hours, something like that so oh, it was uh, a disclaimer it was actually a work trip i was working <laughs> but mm, fancy. i got to enjoy it too uh, that's good so yeah nice if anyone's ever interested in that thing i'd check it out because i
1: never even realized it was a thing here in britain until this weekend yeah um I, I i have a question tom oh yeah about the drifting how how does one score a drift i've always wondered this how do what how does you get a score in okay drifting? How do you win a drifting event? If I was to go and drift, <laughs> I will
2: explain. I'll explain the British Drift Championship version, that, as I understand it, <laughs> from one weekend of experience. Yeah. So essentially, there is a track marked out with cones and a, a small sort of hatched box painted in front of said cone on the track. And there's usually sort of seven, eight, or maybe even nine of those, depending on how many corners there are. And the idea is that you have to hit those—they call them clipping points—and you have to hit those clipping points with part of the car whilst being as sideways as possible, effectively.
1: Mm. And obviously, not knock over the cone. Yeah, you know,
2: you're not supposed to go as far as to leave the track, um, but you've got to be sort of as, as well inside this small hatch as possible. Okay. Uh, so some of them are like kind of on the outside. So if it's like a banked corner, it tends to be up on the top of the corner. So you're trying to get out as far as you can. And some mm. of them are sort of on the apexes. So ah, you transition and mm. you sort of hit the apex of the next corner. Um, and yeah, it's, it's oh. quite interesting to to see the technique. And then mm. they go head to head, which means they're literally going around sideways. And it's whoever, they take it in turns. One goes first, then the other goes first. And if you're the lead guy, you have to hit the perfect line. And as the chase guy, you're basically trying to stay as close as you possibly can to the lead car. And then you swap and go the other way. Nice. And then the judges decide who they think has done the better line and then who's done the better chase. And the combination of the two decides a winner in like a, uh, okay. a head test. Oh, so it is
1: it is judged then? It's, yeah, it's, it's all it's, it's all it's, judged as to how well like you've um, hit the markers
2: and stuff like that. But
1: bit like figure skating. I
2: guess in a way it's like figure skating
1: yeah. for cars, yeah, or or, or snowboarding or, or ski or
0: freestyle skiing or snowboarding. That's sort of. Yeah. Do they actually hold up signs with like nine or eight <laughs> on them? And stuff? Yeah, unfortunately not. Oh. <laughs> They're missing That's the a trick sure. there.
2: I wish that was my job while I was there.
1: Hold up, the <laughs> just board. hold the signs. Yeah, just holding the signs. They've yeah. got. Um, do they do they still have grid girls in uh, dangerous territory? Do they still have grid girls in? Um, to a degree, they had a little sure. bit of something. I suppose it's only British championship, isn't it? It's not going to pull in pull in the honeys. <laughs> <laughs> Did it pull in much of a crowd at
0: all, actually? Um,
2: there were a few thousand people there this weekend. Wow. Yeah. And, and a number of thousands watching on the live streams on YouTube and stuff, which is the reason I was there. For those who don't know my day job, I'm, I do web stuff. So I was part of all the live streaming stuff.
0: Can I ask a question that's going to show my ignorance of this sport? <laughs> Go for it, because these are probably questions that I was asking from Friday when <laughs> yeah. I got there. <laughs> of the of the cars competing, what percentage of them would you say were Japanese? Um, because in question. my head, drifting is just like all Nissans and Toyotas. Well,
2: I was very surprised to see a lot of BMWs. Now, whether that's because we're in your rear-wheel yep. drive. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of BMW E35s and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. variants on that sort of older. How many newer.
1: Uh, many Mazdas? There must be a couple of Mazdas. Uh, there
2: are a few Mazdas around. RX seven, a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was uh, a guy with the same name as my younger brother, so I took a shine into him, mm. and he won the <laughs> amateur event. So I was oh,
0: proud, no. proud for
1: picking him. <laughs> nice, King <laughs> Represent. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say, while we're on the subject of the cars, um, and this is actually going to lead you quite nicely into the next thing, if you want, if you're ready for the next thing, I don't know, but um, ready for a segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, the I, I'm yet to see a ugly drift car. I've never seen like they are the coolest looking vehicles. Um. Mm. I, no maybe not maybe some, not in the British some, Championship. All the yeah, maybe, I've ever maybe. Seen looked
2: badass. They've looked amazing. Hmm. So my experience of seeing all the ones that I saw, some of them had very nice liveries, some of them just didn't bother. And some of them had so many bits ripped off them because once <laughs> you've ripped the bumper off, there's no point in putting it back on. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were just garish for the sake of being garish, like yeah. running with no hood slash bonnet slash. Whatever else. I you like call that. It.
1: I like that though. I like it.
2: Yeah, some of them had like pretty much no rear end to the car to keep it light. <laughs> and it was it was insane <sighs> oh, some wow, of the stuff that they'd done to them. They're really yeah. interesting to look at, but it when I look at these cars, I sort of think, you have done everything possible to that car to make it not handle like a car anymore. Because the aim is to be <laughs> yeah. sideways and, and sliding around things. So yeah, they have really like interesting mad cameras and stuff, don't they? Yeah, the, and the, 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 the steering tires. angle on them, uh, the, the amount of steering you can get from the steering rack. There was a guy with like his wheels at 90 degrees and I sort of thought, oh, he's, he's done his steering rack. But no, that was just how far the wheels could turn because <laughs> <Just> of the, <laughs> wow. what's involved in it. it's really weird
1: to see. So, wow, that's pretty amazing. Thought, so... um. Uh, so I thought, yeah, I feel like those are really amazing looking cars. They sound like they look amazing. Even the ones that don't sound like they've got much of a livery sound like amazing looking cars. One car I saw this weekend was at the World Touring Car Championship, which the I know world is not on the cars. list. Yeah, there were World Touring Cars. This I didn't realize that was this well. weekend. And um, it was won by uh, this team called Cyan Racing, and um, they've got this car that looks ca- at first glance. It looks a bit like a Dodge Charger, but Ooh. then as you get as you look at it for slightly longer, you realise it's got two other lights over the, over the top of the wheel arches, sort of a bit like a um, like a Nissan Duke or a or a, <laughs> a, a, one of those Citroen things. A Nissan Duke in the world. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And and it, at first glance, it looks great, but then the more you look at it, the more ugly it looks, and it's just <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> but um, at first I thought oh wow that looks really cool what is that thing and it made me actually made me look up the team because I'm I'm not really following I don't follow World Touring Cars so um, I didn't know what it was and then when I found out and it's actually the same team that used to run the Volvos in the World Touring Car Championship the Volvos are gone now so it's they've made their they sort of made their own car and um, this is it yeah I've just had a look at it to see what you mean
2: and I see what you mean about those weird lights
1: yeah it's a it's a Funny looking thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like to, at first glance, are you with me? The, at the yeah. very first glance, it looks all right. It looks pretty cool. It looks kind, of, kind of aggressive and angry, like it eat kids off the pavement kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas, once you've looked at it for more than like ten seconds, you realise oh, it actually looks a bit dozy and a bit weird.
2: It's is the I'm assuming it's the sort of sky light blue that Ivan Muller's looks like it's driving from the name on the side
1: of this one. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Huh interesting looking vehicle
0: interesting yeah. at this point we're we'll becoming car talk which yeah we have we've gone 10 minutes <laughs> we can, and we're just, we're we have just not even mentioned we <laughs> could <Yeah>. carry on
2: <laughs> we could carry on talking about how cars look i guess and get semi back on track by talking about alonso's indycar oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah i like, yeah, it. I like yeah. it i like it yeah so alonso's indycar has now been revealed in a very similar livery to that of the mclaren currently on the f1 grid um Nice I would
0: say it almost looks like when you design a delivery for one car in a video game and then paste it on a different car. <laughs> it kind of works, <laughs> but it looks a little bit odd because <laughs> it's not exactly designed for that car. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it looks great. It looks good though. I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like it.
0: it's, I, I think I like that McLaren are kind of, they have their identity you now, like this is yeah. their racing identity and they're sort of using that in other things. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to see it for real, and not in rendered version. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you seen the video of? I think it was from the official McLaren page. Of it sat inside the McLaren. Oh,
0: um, uh, they actually had a video of a real thing.
2: Yeah, it's sat in the. I forgot what they call it now. The big the center, technology center. Yeah, the technology center. That's the one. Big center. And it's, big center. Yeah, the big center. <laughs> the one that's shaped like the McLaren badge. If you've ever noticed that. Um, yes. But yeah, it was in there alongside a bunch of old sort of F1 and Indy cars that have been entered in the same papaya. And it looked pretty cool alongside those. Uh, okay, yeah. So, worth a look mm. if you get a
1: minute. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the red room of it. I think mean, it looks cool. I think it yeah. looks, uh, It's exciting to see the, the, the orange flash going by Uh, 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 Indy, uh Indy, Indy Indianapolis Motor Speedway in a That's couple the one. of that weeks' time. Correct. Got there in the end. Yeah, it's not long yeah, at all, yeah. is it now? No, not
2: long um, at all. There's a test in uh, later this month, I think, and then the race is what mid May, I think. Is that sounds that right in my head?
0: Twenty sixth of May. Because oh. it's normally around the same time as Monaco, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Qualifying's mid May, isn't it? Yes. They do the qualifying in advance. So yeah.
0: It'll be yeah. awkward if he doesn't qualify after all this build up, <laughs> won't it? <he? laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did all right last year, though. He he oh, qualified he... quite well last <laughs> year. Fifth, it? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, Yeah. 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 And he led it for a
1: long time. He led it until it gave up. On yeah. It. Mm-hmm. So, he's uh, got. They got the Chevrolet engine this year, haven't they? In that. Yes, they have. Yes. Swapped, yeah. yeah. For the steering. <laughs> well, the <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Excited to see it. Um, I still don't think he'll win it, but it'll be fun to see all the same.
1: Yeah, I remember last year, Like we all got really hyped about it last year. I was really, really excited by the Indi- I've never been that bothered about it. I've never been that interested in it. And yeah, last year it really captured my imagination. And The whole motorsport world was excited by it. Yeah. Um, I think they'll probably be a little bit, maybe a little bit less excited. Maybe not, because he's won the uh, thingy now, hasn't he, as well? He's yeah, won this the is it. This, is... so this is the race that he needs to win to get the triple crown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably the hardest of the three
1: as well. Mm. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know about hardest. It's harder than Monaco, would you say?
2: Well, harder than Le Mans as well. Twenty-four hours and having, I
0: guess, other drivers to rely on as part of a team. The thing with the thing with um, Monaco and with uh, Le Mans, like obviously, yes, there's a lot of factors. You know, potentially outside of control, a lot that can go wrong. But they're still both races where, if you find yourself in the fastest car, you've got a pretty solid share of winning. Whereas the mm. Indy 500, because they're such similar cars, I mean it's basically a spec series, isn't it? Yeah, albeit yeah. with um, <clears throat> two different engines, it's such a—I don't know—it's I it feel like a lot more of a lottery. The uh, Indy 500.
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess so. No, yeah, I can, I can, all right, I can.
0: Yeah, I can go with that. Which is, but it's not not say any of the three are easy. <laughs> I mean, <that's laughs> no. How yeah, it's, well, that's how it. How it, it? I mean, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the, the thing about Monaco is you you need to be good enough to be in a good car in the first place. Your car needs to be good enough that yeah, year true. to win to win Monaco. So I don't know. Yeah. For me, like I feel like maybe the the three of them are equally difficult for different yeah, reasons.
2: I'd agree with that. For like different factors within each of the races.
1: Yeah, just because like you you know, at Le Mans, you you your biggest opponent they always say is the track itself, and and your car getting to the end of it. Yeah. Just so, the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the exhaustion factor, like this is a huge challenge. They're all three of them are huge, huge, huge challenges. But for like Indy, what differentiates Indy from other IndyCar races other than the Heritage? Is it it's a
2: particularly longer. difficult track? It's is just, it, oh, it's a it's longer race. It's a longer race on the Oval, I believe. Yeah.
0: How much longer is it? I'm actually not sure what the length of an average IndyCar race is, to be honest with you. We better look that up. It's a, it's like a significant chunk longer, I think. It's also the biggest oval on the calendar. I know that much. <clears throat> like yeah. it's a big sort of, it's a sort of rounded off rectangle rather than an oval. Really, it's like yeah. four four proper corners. Mm.
2: Well, like uh, for example, another race the seasons when they go to Iowa, isn't it? And that's nowhere near as long. Um, no, because it's a short number of
1: laps. Mm. I think it's. But uh, a lot of them call it like the. The two hundred, but it'll be two hundred laps. But the, the Indy five hundred is five hundred miles. It's not five hundred laps. It's five hundred mile race, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I've got that in front of me. That is okay. That, that is, that is that's correct. A fact. It's two hundred laps, and the total distance is five hundred miles. There you go. Um, but I don't know what I don't know ever like other races because they, they'll often they call it like the Talladega two hundred or whatever, wouldn't they? Or like the I don't know if they do call the it What was
2: what was the overall distance of it, did you say?
1: 500 miles is the total distance of the Indy 500. Well, to put it uh, okay. to put in perspective for you, the Iowa
2: 300 that I mentioned is 300 laps which is 262.5 miles. Ah. So and
1: that's then not confusing just confusing at all is it? No.
0: And then to further confuse things, the um, the DXC Technology 600 at Texas <laughs> Motor Speedway is 600 kilometers. Oh, what? <laughs> which is two hundred forty-eight laps. Yeah. So it's... they just kind of like make each of them in like a nice round number, but yeah. those numbers don't necessarily <laughs> relate to each yeah. other.
1: It feels like they wanted to be
0: more than five hundred for that race to me. <laughs> yeah, it kind of you. does. <laughs> well, I guess the Texas Motor Speedway three hundred seventy-two point eight two miles doesn't quite roll off the tongue yeah. as well. I suppose not. Yeah. No, Definitely
1: but it is more factually correct.
2: Is it more factually correct or just a different metric?
1: Oh, right. Just oh God. Different... Here we go. Bloody hell. It, differently <laughs> correct. Fine. <laughs> just shall we move on? Okay. <laughs> Probably
0: should. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I'm going to give an honorable mention for the British touring car scenes. You mentioned world touring cars just briefly. Yes. Cause that came back this weekend and that other than cars going sideways. Well, there was cars going sideways in that too, but other than drifting, this is the only other motorsport I've watched <laughs> this weekend. Um, but yeah, some some really good racing, to be honest. It's Brands Hatch Indy Circuit, which is the small one. So yeah. it's it's quite tight racing anyway, but you had like a bit of everything, really. There was a, a mixed-condition race that sort of was half wet, half dry, and it basically rewarded anyone on slick tyres, and it's well worth catching the highlights on that one. Um, there was an absolutely amazing drive from Andrew Jordan in race two, where he came from something like 15th on the grid because of a bad finish in the first race. Um, to just fight his way through the field in the new BMW 3 Series. and then That was a good race, that. Yeah, and then there was a dramatic third race, which they always tend to be in touring cars here in Britain, (laughs) where they just, nobody cares anymore because it's the end of the day um, and things get a bit elbows out. He saw Max Chilton's older brother, Tom, win the race on track, but then actually end up stripped of it because of a bit of an aggressive move on Matt Neal.
1: Oh, wow, I'm a bit surprised by that. I didn't realise he'd been stripped of the win. Yeah, yeah. he
2: got a five-second penalty, which pushed him back to second. Uh, and then oh. Rory Butcher, who was behind him, ended up taking the win. Um, I, personally, I'll not get into it because it's not what this podcast for, but I think hmm. he's a little bit harsh,
1: personally. That's well... They made a few um, iffy decisions of stewards there this weekend, I thought. But anyway, <laughs> we'll not go
0: down that road. Let's we'll not start touring
1: our podcast for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. If anyone's yeah. interested. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Interestingly... Almost exactly the same story happened in um, World Rallycross this weekend as well, which also had its first race of the season, Um, where Nicholas Grunholm passed uh, the line in first and then got a penalty. So Kevin Hansen ended up winning it for an aggressive overtake. So basically exactly the same story.
1: What what did he do to him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say this one was deserved, to be honest. I think it was into the... They were using kind of the section around the big hairpin at Abu Dhabi um, that F1 uses. And I think into the hairpin, he basically drove into the back of him, pushed him out of the way, and then drove past him to take the lead. So it was um, aggressive.
1: I mean, in in
0: World Rallycross, normally, unless you flip them, you're (laughs) you're going (laughs) to probably get away with it. There was another moment in that weekend where they'd put some big, chunky curbs kind of at the chicane to stop them cutting the chicanes um and i think it's one of the semi-finals i want to say um somebody on the first lap hit the curb so hard it launched him into the air and onto the roof of another car and then wow. sort of rolled off the top of it so that was wow that was quite Amazing. impressive funnily enough it was the same corner where um Hawkenberg ended up also upside down in the f1 race last year so uh-huh. it's a good corner for being upside down yeah it's the upside-down sensor.
2: What, what I like about all these points of news that aren't Formula 1-related, we've somehow managed to cram something about F1 into each one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's relevant, it's
1: relevant. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's it's a motorsport podcast peppered with Formula 1 facts yeah. at this point.
2: Mm. <laughs> um, we'll do some actual Formula 1 news, and not that there's been a huge amount of it in the last week, but one of the main things <laughs> people have been talking about <laughs> is... um. The four segment qualifying or having a Q4 instead of just one, two, and three. So making the sessions shorter and having more of them. Um, Yes. Not many teams seem to be positively reacting to the news from what I've seen. Um, Haas and Red Bull, probably the two most, uh, sorry, probably the two that have spoken out about it most Gunther Steiner and Christian Horner specifically.
1: Yeah, they're a bit worried about having to pay more for more tyres is one thing. Yeah, um, because they feel like they won't be able to. Christine Horner said he was worried that you know, get to Q four and um, people wouldn't go out because they wouldn't have the tyres. But I don't believe that would be true because no, the teams would learn how to manage it. And if you're gonna, if you're in Q four, you're gonna be going for the fastest lap. You're gonna go out anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um. I, I don't really... I mean, obviously they're going to do all their simulations and figure out how it'll play out. I don't really see the benefit necessarily of doing it. I don't really Yeah, get, if, if it's going to be just shorter sessions and the qualifying is going to be on for the same amount of time, I don't really see any gain from it other than no. making more space on track.
2: Yeah, the only thing it really seems it would do to me is it would make the hot laps that people are doing a little more crucial because you've got less chance of being able to get... Round and cha- well, if if you wanted to change tyres, that is, you'd have less chance of sort of getting back, resetting, changing something on the car, and getting back out uh, because the session is shorter.
0: Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's all all it's really trying to do is shake things up because there's more scope for yeah faster cars to you know make mistakes or not put the right lap in or be out on the wrong tyres or whatever. Yeah. Um. I I I don't know. It's just like at least once a year it feels like they mess around with qualifying a bit or at least talk about it like yeah i i think qualifying is one of the things in F1 right now that is it's like it's fine the yeah. current qualifying system is absolutely fine of all the things for them to mess with it always seems to be them coming back to qualifying i mean yeah. it was was it this time last year when they had they tried out the whole elimination thing or was that two years
1: ago it It lasted two races didn't it and then they sacked it off because it
0: was a terrible idea it's abysmal it's it's just it's more fixing things that aren't broken to be honest yeah
1: concentrate on the real problems stop trying to fix things
0: that aren't broken not that i think full segment quality would be necessarily bad or broken I mean, it'd be... But we don't need it. We'd, just don't
1: mess with yeah. it. Just, yeah, we don't why, need Why it. mess with it? Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's not... No, it's not just fine. It's great the way it is. This this qualifying format is the best Formula 1 qualifying format. It's the best of any series of racing, I think. It's it's so dramatic and so exciting, especially when the cars are as close as they are. Then, the um, no, the compromise
0: I'll give them is you can have your full segment qualifying, but you have to make qualifying longer and then drop practice three. That way we get the advantage of less practice time, but we still have lots of actual cars on track time. same actual the times
2: as well, rather than yes. feeling
1: the car out. Exactly, yeah. Um, speaking of grandstands, I have a, a fact for you. Um, <coughs> Factos. Can anyone tell me the capacity when full of the Shanghai International Circuit? Uh, I can tell you it's never been full.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, does this include all the stands that just have advertisements on them? <laughs> does it include those?
1: Uh, well, it's the theoretical full capacity of the Shanghai International Circuit. So I guess it would include those. If they're seats, it'd include uh, them, yeah.
2: Um,
0: well, mean, guess. Uh, Pluck one out of the air really quick. Silverstone's about, what, 100,000? So let's say... Eighty thousand
1: mm, more.
0: I'm gonna say one no, f- one fifty.
1: No, nope, it's more than that. It's two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's and they okay. uh, ha- and I don't wouldn- I don't know I can't tell you how many tickets they sell, but it ain't two
0: hundred thousand. Well, wow. I they might not they might have just about hit two hundred thousand over the last however many years it's been there <laughs> total. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's
2: a stat it's, for that uh, anywhere that shows you like how many people have been there each year that you can total that up. It must be out there somewhere.
0: It must be out somewhere, yeah. I, I mean, do you remember when around the big kind of banked corner onto the main straight at the back where that used to be grandstand and there was never a single person in it, so they just turned it into a big advertisement? Yeah,
2: it is now. Yeah, I do remember,
1: yeah.
0: still is. It's yeah, still it's the still the same. same. Yeah, it <laughs> has been ever since. Yeah. Yep. It's a shame because it's a decent track in a lot of ways, but... No one goes to it, and it's slowly sinking because they built it on old marshland. Is it sinking? It is yeah, sinking, it's, yeah. the same problem as South Korea, isn't it? When they stopped using that track. I think that had a similar issue. Yeah. If you ever see a shot looking straight down that long straight, the whole thing is just like... It's like a Big Dipper as they're going down there. The whole circuit's just gradually sinking, apparently.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. I wonder what they're going to do to fix that, if they do bother trying to fix it, or maybe they'll just let it sink into oblivion and... <laughs> Have a race somewhere <laughs> where
0: they'll sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they've been going there for a good number of years now. Well We've been doing um, it fifteen years, haven't we? China. Oh no. I think so. Maybe the yeah. circuit's
2: been around fifteen years. I don't maybe it's not quite that long for F one.
1: Uh, I think when the first um, one was I, I have that information. Mid it
2: is maybe. Maybe it's been about ten, twelve years, something like that.
1: Inaugural race was in two thousand and four. Um Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah, it's about 16, 16th for another race. 2004 was the first one, yeah. 2019, so four,
0: five, six, seven, eight, nine, five, 15 years. <laughs> I've been doing it, <laughs> um, and interestingly, the lap record is from that first year it was there as well. 2004, Michael Schumacher. Nice, I have a feeling that record won't last past this weekend though. Hmm. Well, we thought that about
1: Bahrain, but Bahrain didn't. Wasn't the lap record? It's was always there? weird, oh, wasn't
2: though, it? isn't it? Because those lap records are the ones that have to be set during an, an active race, don't they? The ones from qualifying don't count. It's, they're always weird with these yeah. track uh, record rules.
1: Yeah, mm. <laughs> we're talking about four segment <laughs> qualifying, and we were just totally <laughs> we've just segwayed. We segwayed perfectly into yeah, segwayed nicely into China. We've segued so well, we didn't even notice it ourselves. <laughs> 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 now ruined the flow. <laughs> now you <laughs> killed the, the segue. It. Killed it. Killed it dead. Uh, what were we saying?
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It can't be that interesting, though, can I it? I think we ran out of uh, things to say on full segment, Collie. Anyway, to be honest,
1: I mean, well, let's let's ask a question. The question: Who would like to see them try it, and who wouldn't? Um,
0: hands up if you'd like to see them try it. Say I. No, no not really. None of us. None of us. <laughs> a resounding no. I really just don't think qualifying yeah. needs messing with. Um I'm happy for them to try and mess around with, you know, other stuff, be it different grid or race formats or whatever, but if you're gonna keep qualifying as qualifying doing the current job it does, I just don't think it needs messing with, honestly. Yeah, it works fine. I'm with you totally on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you as well. And it's been, like, really exciting this season. I mean, we're in two races in, but they've both been really properly exciting qualifying sessions.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Like, they're not... I don't know if they, they're any... Well, for where they are, I guess they've been exciting. They've been yeah, interesting, yeah. maybe.
1: Okay, yeah, for where they are, that's or fair. Little- well, no, no, no. I always think Bahrain... Bahrain's always a good race. I've never, I've not seen a... It, since, oof, well, since well since
2: they fix the circuit I don't remember a bad race when they used to yeah. when they used to go the other way in the first sector and it was a slightly longer circuit it seemed to just
1: scrub off oh that was one year that was only one it. I just remember yeah, that,
0: that was, race yeah, was, was terrible that year, and, and changed was a it rubbish, back. yeah. yeah. back that yeah. was when we had the three new teams and for some reason they panicked and I don't know if I worried <laughs> that many cars I wouldn't fit on the track properly like oh we'd better add an extra like half a mile to the circuit yeah. and like the lap times were like over two minutes. It was so yeah, it was, weird. Yeah, it was dull <laughs> as well. First race of the season that year as well. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching it just thinking, I, I don't feel like Formula One's actually back. I don't know what I'm watching right now. Yeah, it was a weird feeling. It doesn't feeling. feel like F1 at all. Mm. Yeah,
1: Was the Chinese Grand Prix immediately after that That year? No,
0: I think they went
2: to Australia, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I think it they did. It was just that they, oh, went, they, went to they went to
2: Bahrain first and then to Australia, so that there was still the same sort of time of year.
1: I see. Yeah. So shall we talk about the Chinese Grand Prix? Let's. Actual actual talk yeah, about let's. it. Instead of just riffing off my crap stat. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. key points. Got five of these for Julia Piquet to copy. <laughs> 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 That's right. I've said it. I've said it. <laughs> it's staying in. Yep, it's we'll there
0: it now.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> so yeah some key points for this weekend um, let's go through them one by one and kind of discuss them I guess um, so yes. numero uno Vettel needs to be coming back strong after mistakes boy does Bahrain. he
1: yeah um, he's probably he's probably had to go away and do a bit of uh, soul searching after admitting to making the mistake himself yeah I don't think he had uh, any choice matter, really did it he? <laughs> yeah he's I mean, pretty obvious is <laughs> it yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Um, not much... I mean, what else can you say other than he's he needs to get his act together. Yep. You know? like that. They're not the kind of... He had Jolian Palmer call him an amateur this week. <laughs> I <laughs> saw that. <laughs> so that went down Doing really well. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Um Yeah, he he needs to get it together. He's got a big battle ahead of him this season, not only against his own teammate, but if he's looking at a championship against the likes of Hamilton and maybe even Bottas as well, because let's not forget Yeah, he didn't have a great weekend last weekend, Bottas, but um, I'm sure he'll be uh, back on song in China.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, how many times has has he ever won there? I don't think he's ever won there, has he? No, he has. 2009 he won. Um, oh yeah, that I think that might have been Red Bull's first ever victory for remember rightly. <laughs> It was the first race of the 2009 season that wasn't won by a Braun.
1: Yeah. Ah, but then I thought they'd never. Red Bull had never. I oh know one victory in, in a championship-winning year. Yeah, in the championship. Yeah, to, yeah, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah because Sorry. the the previous year was
2: 2008 when he, that was when he won in Monza. In the wet, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was Toro for Rosso. Toro. That's why yeah, he was in yeah. the car in 09 in the first place. It was like what propelling crazy
1: me. race that one.
0: I mean, all more of all that. that being said, I just don't know if I have any faith at all in him actually managing to win this weekend. Like
2: he's stacked against him, isn't it? it it's very much like, stacked against his him. His teammate appears to be on form and has just been a little unlucky. Um The car is definitely not as suited to the circuit as I think the Mercedes is and both Bottas and Hamilton look consistent. So he's, he's got like three or four things really stacked against him, including himself. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Then again, that Ferrari is very, very fast in a straight line, suspiciously fast. If you listen to uh, what some of the other teams are saying, um, And Shanghai is a circuit that has a lot of straight lines, so Mm. we'll see, I guess.
2: Yeah, next point then is, uh, can Lando Norris and McLaren in general keep their current strong form?
0: I'd like to think so. I mean, this track and Bahrain have got a lot of similar characteristics, I would say
1: yeah mm, yeah yeah absolutely definitely if
0: you look at the maps of the two circuits side by side they have a lot of very similar sort of complexes of corners. yeah it's almost like somebody kind of expanded the track a little bit i guess really isn't it <laughs> like it's almost like the same person designed both yeah and it's and just kind of anyway, yeah. It's, yeah yeah hmm.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um herman tilke We're looking at you. Uh, Can Norris and McLaren continue their strong form? I think they can. I think they've surprised themselves with how quick they are. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. This season. Uh, Science has been a little bit unlucky. Um, He had a retirement in Australia and then he got um, punted off the track by... Who was it who punted him off the track in... Bahrain. Was it Grosjean? I think I mean, it was
0: No, it was um Verstappen. Yeah.
1: Verstappen, sorry. Yeah, it was it was Verstappen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um he would have he would have finished ahead of Norris if uh, he'd not. He should against. have done, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would have been and then the they got a little bit lucky in Bahrain because the Renault's um both retired, didn't they?
2: Yeah, but I think Sainz but, would have been ahead of those, wouldn't he? Yeah, if he, would if have he been, just been in the yeah, race. Yeah.
1: So there's
2: definitely a good promise there. Let's hopefully if he can get to the end of a race, I and mean, Norris will start scoring some good points between them. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful, um, anyway, from what I've seen so far.
1: Yeah, me too, very much so. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, Speaking of that midfield, one of the next points is, will Haas, Racing Point and Renault show the pace we've expected from them before now?
1: Ooh, that is a... That's an interesting storyline, and the reason it's a storyline is because we don't know the answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... Oof, yeah. I'd like to think that there may be Renault. I think they can. Renault have shown some okay pace already. They've just been a bit unlucky with reliability. Yeah. Um, Force India and Haas, they've obviously not shown quite the promise that they sh- that they uh, that we have expected from them. Um, I was hoping to see a bit more of a ding dong between the Haas and the the Renault at the start of the season so far. Yeah. Not other that we, 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 well, I suppose we did get it in Australia, but we didn't really get it in Bahrain. Um, Force India, where are they? Um, they're nowhere at the moment. Well, we, Force they don't India are nowhere at all. Well, they're nowhere. Force India don't exist anymore. Sorry, let's start that again. Racing point, I mean, where are <laughs> they? they? They're nowhere at the moment. Um, there's work to do there. It's funny
0: like... Feels like that cash injection has not really done its job. That's what I was going to say for years and years like as Force India they were sort of doing so much with so little and now they're in a position where they've actually got some money behind them and two races into the season they're kind of nowhere. I guess it shows that money isn't everything. It's... You've got to putting in the right place. Yeah. It's not like the personnel has
2: changed or anything like that though, is it? So you know not really. Expect those driving the team to be able to say this is where mm. we want to focus money to develop. But yeah, it depends on I have f- how much the investment will listen to that, I guess, doesn't it? I have yeah. a theory.
1: Oh yeah. <clears throat> um during a, the crucial development phase of this car last year, Force India didn't really have much money. Mm. That's um, true. And I wonder if that has had an effect. I wonder if maybe they, you know, during the key development phase, they haven't been able to put the R&D in to get the wind tunnel time and get the designers doing the things they need them to do at the right time of the development process in order to get the maximum out of these new regulations. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. um,
2: It is very much seeming like a little bit of a hangover from the... The money troubles of last season, isn't it? And the the ownership troubles. And Mm. it doesn't surprise me that something like that's had an unfortunate side effect on this season. You just have to hope that they can make the best of it with being able to develop through the season like they've not been able to as much in the past and kind of go stronger into the next season, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, they could, you know, for uh, Racing Point could become the Sauber of last season or yeah. the Alfa Romeo of last season you know they could yeah uh, totally they could start quite with not the strongest car and then develop themselves into a really really strong position yeah. so, and let's hope they do because they're a great team they're one of my favorite teams racing point
0: yeah um, a lot of very talented people
2: though and, uh, and out of the three that we mentioned in the the storyline I'd say I think the most likely one is probably Renault I'm, I'm Almost expecting sort of a bit of a Renault-McLaren ding-dong in China, considering
0: what we've just been saying about McLaren. So, yeah, yeah I hope so. would yeah. be interested to see. Which isn't good enough for Renault. Like Renault no. should be way ahead of McLaren well, based on their own targets. Yeah, ends, they should but... be pushing the top three, shouldn't they?
2: Yeah. For Red Bull to put the Honda in the back and, and be so far ahead of them is not what Renault
1: wants yeah well i mean what the what they really don't want is both cars to be retiring on the same corner yeah. of yeah, the same lap at the end of the race like that's just not acceptable yeah. when you when you are that t- the money that is going into that team for both cars to fail at the exact point in the same race is yeah. just beggar's belief i can't i really yeah. i was so shocked when that happened yeah. last week. It's bizarre
2: it was indeed Um, Mm -hmm. Next point on the list is, um, can Mercedes find an answer to the mighty pace of the Ferraris in Bahrain?
1: Ooh, I don't think straight away. No, I think Ferrari could run away with this race this weekend.
0: They definitely should, whether they will or not, kind of lies with Ferrari, doesn't it? They're kind of masters of their own destiny at this point, which historically has not gone well for them, but... (laughs) Yeah, I think Mercedes will be working very hard to find it, but I doubt we'll see it yet.
2: Um, yeah, I'm thinking the same. the The thing here is that although the Ferrari is looking quick this year, this is stereotypically a bit more of a Mercedes track. So I think that if there's anywhere that they may be able to close the gap, this is probably it in terms of without updates. I'm thinking more... Just with the cars as they were in Bahrain, this is probably a place that they could maybe
1: take the fight to them a little better. Um, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like Bahrain isn't like the best track for seeing what the order of the running is for a season because yeah. they don't really get much, much in the way of meaningful practice in the lead up to the race and qualifying. Like they get, they get one practice session that's in a similar time to quality in the race and then the other two are in the daytime where the track temperature is like twice the yeah. temperature it would yeah. be during any other point so it makes it very very difficult to set up the car for an actual race um chinese grand prix it's more of a normal race weekend that all the track temperatures are going to be about the same across all the sessions so in theory, they should have a bit more time to get their heads around the setup and get everything optimized. And I feel like maybe that's where Mercedes didn't, and and a few other teams didn't quite get it together last last race. Um, so this being a normal one,
2: yeah, I uh, it's
1: with it being a normal race
2: weekend. Um, do we think we'll see a more normal in, for want of a better term, uh, running order, as in? more where cars are starting to settle for this part of the season now.
0: You would yeah. think
2: so. I think in qualifying, yes. Race maybe not so much. But like you have to remember that Daniel Ricardo won this race last year due to what was going on through the field True. in terms of people coming yeah. together, safety cars, things like that, you know. A safety car at the right time here can get you what it, it was a strategic pit stop behind said safety car, wasn't it? That, yeah, that yeah, it got him where he was. was. So something like that can really throw something into the mix. Um so I think yes, qualifying wise, we will see something that is more the the standard. Yeah, the standard representation of kind of where everyone's falling into place. But I think the race can definitely throw a bit of a mixer.
1: Yeah, I'm with yeah. you there.
0: Definitely. It also looks right now like it's going to be a dry weekend as well, Ah, because historically the rain in China. (laughs) Yeah, got to check the weather for China because we've had some monsoons there in the past, but um, it looks like it's going to be dry there for this race, which again will help us get a bit of a more bit more of a sense of the actual running order.
2: Yeah. Um, So are we going to pick a team out each? Someone that we
1: think that is a team to watch this weekend. Team to watch. Team to watch. Poof. It's, that's, it's, it's actually really tr- Again, it's really tricky this weekend to pick a team to watch, isn't it?
2: Oh, I could give you the one that I think based off what something we've already talked about, if you like. Do it. Do it. Hit me. For me, it's McLaren. I'm really interested to see where they end up in qualifying compared to everybody else based on what we were just saying about the qualifying order being where everyone's starting to settle a race like this yeah. i really i'm really intrigued to see where they are because i think that they could both be looking at being in q3 again if if they play the card right
1: i think you're right um my team to watch i think you know what i'm going to be i'm going to be kind of boring and i'm going to say mercedes Because they really, 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 really need to get on top of whatever it is that's slowing that car down Mm -hmm. this weekend. And it could you know, we could they could even like fall they were almost falling into the clutches of the Red Bulls last last race. And if they fall any further back, that's gonna have some real, real damaging prospects for their
0: title hopes. So Yeah. um, yeah, my my, I'll, I'll have a close eye on Mercedes this weekend, especially even that Red Bull have kind of said they're kind of a bit lost in terms of setup, and they're not yeah. happy with how the exactly. car is at the moment. Yeah. For Mercedes to be falling back into them, with that going on, does not bode well for them. No, this yeah. um, one from you. I'm going to say for much the same reasons you picked McLaren. I'm going to say Renault because yeah. <laughs> again they've had a slightly <laughs> shaky start to the season for various reasons. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see where they actually stack up in a game what we're hoping to be a more normal yeah uh qualifying session especially um they sh- they should like if if everything's going to plan as far as they say they should be tucked in close behind the red Bulls but I'm not sure that's going to be the case
2: yeah be interesting to see especially compared to mcLaren like you say um yeah what about
1: specific drivers for this weekend? I can tell you my driver to watch. Again, it's boring. Um, it's, going be, it's got to be yeah. Sebastian. It's got to be Vettel. Um, he he needs to refocus. He needs to get his head together. He's been asked a lot of difficult questions over the last couple of weeks. He needs to show up and lay down the gauntlet and you know dominate every every session and reassert his authority in that team because there's a big question mark over his head at the moment. Sorry, I yep. had to chuckle to myself because I was just thinking about all the questions about his moustache. <laughs> well you said difficult yeah. questions yeah. those <laughs> chiefly among them the questions there. Yeah, some is. very
0: difficult questions there yeah
2: chris anyone from yourself
0: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say carlos signs um you know we've kind of as we've already said that mclaren seems to have some pace but he's had well he had he kind of got screwed over in qualifying for Australia. Um so he was already on the back foot uh, Bahrain. He was obviously running well until that collision. Um oh so far he's being handily outdone by his rookie teammates. So I'm interested to see yeah. if he has a uh, if he can put a whole weekend together what the actual gap is going to look like between those two. Interesting. Um hmm.
2: And who's yours, Tom? I think mine's possibly going to be considered a little bit boring as well. (laughs) But I'm going to go for uh, your choice's teammate, Stu, in Charles Oh, Charles. Just because I think Charlie needs some luck. Like, (laughs) he does. He he could have potentially got past Seb in Australia and, and maybe chased down for something better. And I think... You'd be hard pushed to find somebody who won't admit that the racing bar in Bahrain should have been his if it wasn't for failure. Like no if somebody if somebody thought that he wouldn't have won that, then I'd be asking what race oh, they were yeah, watching, be, you know what I mean? So That would be crazy. Something's yeah. got to fall his way eventually. And if the Ferrari is as strong as it looks, they should be able to take the fight here in China. Um and if Seb's still rattled, then he's the man to do it, isn't he? So
0: Mm. I just I can't help thinking when people say Leclerc was unlucky Bottas just thinking you have no idea <laughs> yeah. you do not know what unlucky <laughs> yeah, is
1: yeah. you think you're no pain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: mean, I, I suppose those choices do lead us nicely into predictions so yep. it is time to do make those monumental so choices you put your money where <laughs> your mouth is ah, yes <laughs>
0: have, having to predict like before practice this weekend almost feels hard oh, for Australia sad. This one is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, shall
1: shall I give you a rest, Tom, and I'll uh, rattle through these predictions? Okay. Um, Fastest in Q3 before penalties, Chris, you can go first.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to have to rush you. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going (sighs) to... No, you'll be tough. You can, you're not rushing me. I can't do it. I, you <laughs> can I come make back to you? I can come back no, to you. No, no. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Vettel.
1: Ooh. Vettel. Oh, you swine. I was going to go Vettel. <laughs>
0: After curious. saying how I don't think he's going to be able to turn it around this weekend, I'm never going to say Vettel.
1: <laughs> so you're not putting your money where your mouth is. Um, I'm going to give Tom a little bit more of a rest while he decides on yeah. his, because I've already picked mine, and that's Vettel. So... Having had your brief rest, talk, <laughs> I appreciate
2: those kick. extra seconds. Um, I'm going to go with Charlie rocking the boat again.
1: Leclerc. Yeah. Charles Leclerc for pole position. Um, I like that you've what? started
0: calling him Charlie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> C bomb. C- <laughs> C- <laughs> no, that doesn't work, does it? No, no, not um, call him C bomb, please. <laughs> something else uh, entirely. Yeah, that's certainly different. Um... I'll go first for this one the win I am going to I'm going to say Vettel as well I think he's going to I think he will bounce but I've got faith in the uh, in the in, in the man um, it's Tom which, who do you think is going to take the win I really want him to get some luck this this is my problem
2: this year I keep picking things I want and not things I think will happen but I'm doing it I'm saying
1: Charles and Chris who's your winner
0: I'm also saying Charlie boy. yeah
1: Charlie boy. See you So, next.
2: as many listeners have noticed that I pointed out last time round, um, whenever we predict
1: something, it doesn't happen. So, stick your money on Mercedes. <laughs> Looking at that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, that's why. It's because I'm an absolute Mercedes fanboy that I made these predictions. <laughs> so, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll come false for me. Um, uh, my turn to go first. First DNF of the race. Last. Race, it was Grosjean. Is that uh, it? I think yes. it was, yeah, uh, yeah it was um, last season at the Chinese Grand Prix. Brendan I Hartley, Brendan I
0: do. It was Brendan Hartley, which is not much use to, us. to us,
1: it's not much use to us, although he is in a Toro Rosso. It, actually, so... I know it was, yeah.
0: Well, you made um, it all the way to lap 51 as well. Oh, you
1: oh. alluded...
2: Can I go first because I want to do something? Yeah, bold. if you want to go, you can go if you've got one.
0: No
1: one. Oh no one. Bum, are, bum, you bum. Sure? Bum, yeah. are you sure? Um, yeah. Mate, are you sure? Yeah. Wow, it's it. a valid option. Okay, nobody.
0: I'm writing it. If that, if no you, boy, nobody
1: pull that off, right. then I'll
0: be very impressed. Well, can wow, I, give I mean, you...
1: someone's won five, and he's just pulling out all the stops now, isn't he? Tom? Yeah. yeah, I see. I'm, I've
2: got to do this. Caution to this. the
0: wind. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, me neither. I need a list. I need some fun. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go with Renault. I'm going to go Ricardo. I'm going to be horrible. He might have Oh had, no! He might have Why a, would you do I've that? I've got a horrible feeling. He's going to have some rotten look again. I just that's so. I mean. know it's 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 not me. I'm not wishing it on him. I just have a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, what's yours?
0: Mine is going to be.
1: Watch, watch Chris go... pick a rookie now. Just to... Let's go Perez. Perez. Ooh. That's, that's so actually, mean. Why would you it's do quite, that? It's going to be quite <laughs> far back, Perez. You're wrong there, Chris. You're wrong, mate. Uh, oh, <laughs> I can't
0: be more wrong than Tom. <laughs> this is true. Uh, number of finishers Chris. I'm excited to see what Tom goes for number numbers of finishes. Um, I'm going to go number of finishers. I normally say seventeen, and I'm one wrong either direction. So I'm gonna go for eighteen this time.
1: Eighteen, okay. I'm gonna go my classic sixteen. There's no point me even answering that one because sixteen is just my default every week. Um, Tom, are you gonna put your money where your mouth is and Uh, give us the uh, the twenty finishes?
2: Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna do anything different.
1: Twenty finishes for Tom. Twenty. That's that is so bold. I like it. So optimistic. Is what it is. (laughs) Bold. Um, okay, next one. Random driver. Chris, can we have a rando driver, please? You can. It is a Roman Grosjean. Grosjean. Okay, um, first retirement last race, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Will he bounce? He's in the Haas He's going to be in a difficult part of the track, probably. Last the
0: start. Last Chinese Grand Prix, he finished 17th. 17th wow. out of 18 finishers. Nineteen finishes.
1: finishes, Only one retirement last race. Um, Grosjean, 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 will you let me down? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't think he'll retire. I don't think he'll be that far up the track. I think he's going to be in, he's like a 14th position sort of region for me this week.
0: It's the sort of ballpark I was thinking. Um... I'll have a thirteenth.
1: Thirteenth. Tom, um, what you having? It's actually
2: different to one of my choice. Uh, to my choice, which is twelfth.
0: Twelfth. Yeah. Oh, when 12th, you were 13th, when you were both 14th. hovering
2: around there, I thought I might end up with the same. But yeah, I'm thinking twelfth. Mm.
0: Okay. We have a similar lack of faith in him, basically. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just don't think the car's up to what it was last no, year. No, that is yeah. more, it is It's definitely more the car than him for me personally. Yeah. yeah. At the moment. Like if it was Magnuson i have also said 11th, 12th, that mm. kind of
1: ballpark. So. yeah, Well, those are our predictions. Um, you can make your predictions at Um And lots and lots of you are doing so this season already. So make sure you get them in. Um, they should be live and ready to go in by the time you listen to this. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so get yourselves over there right now and um, punch them in. Yep.
2: After that, it is time for a little inbox box box before we go, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. So we'll alternate. Who wants to take the first one? Chris,
0: do you want to go with the first one? Yeah, go on. It's about time I said something. Um, (laughs) He definitely. Oh, there we go. I'll start at the end of this uh, email, uh, which says, by the way, my name is pronounced Narayan. Um, so we have a letter from Narayan Hamari, who you may remember as our five out of five winner from last week, who says, Hey guys, thank you very much for the applause and congratulations. Believe it or not. I wasn't even positive. I nailed the five out of five at the race because I had to get up early in the morning to watch FP3. I forgot to screenshot my predictions when I submitted them in the first place. Uh, I never remember mine actually. Um, when I'm watching the race, uh, there you go. Uh, I was so excited I had trouble getting to sleep and then the next day it seemed to take forever for the prediction results to get updated on backofthegrid.com. All right. uh, look at you there, yeah, Tom. Yeah. All so right. at you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. This is just the uh, dig at Tom email. What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, now I've been telling practically everyone how cool it is to be the first person on the Predictions League to get a perfect score. Very happy for all of us to see this finally happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody cares so much that you are leader of our Prediction League. Yep. Mm. Uh, but yeah, thank you, thank thanks for writing in, um, and I think Tom's been in touch with you regarding your prize, so hopefully that will be on the way to you uh, fairly soon. Yep. And just on the subject of screen grabs as well,
1: do share on social media if you do feel compelled to take a screen grab of your predictions. Share it on social media, get the word out there, get some, yeah. get up Yeah, yeah let's know what you've gone for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ian White says, when you were talking about the probability of getting all five correct for predictions, it made me wonder what the odds are. I'm a business analytics student in Arkansas, USA, and wanted to crunch it out to see what it was. By my, by my calculations, there is a point a zero 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 six nine percent chance of getting all five correct. Thanks again for the great content. It is, it is just great content. <laughs> here's great content um, um it's, that's a, it's a
0: small number isn't that it? is a very
1: small number i don't know i
0: don't but we're making him for chris what do you what do you think <laughs> oh <laughs> um i think if you're doing your predictions league by randomly selecting everything then that is probably the chance you've got but uh i think our listeners are Smart enough that they're making informed decisions, yeah, so yeah. It's if you make in, an informed decision, you've got a much better chance, exactly.
2: Yeah. It's factoring in the option of like everybody, isn't it? So,
0: yes, mm. which makes it a lot more difficult.
2: Maybe consider because you don't, does everybody realistically consider all 20 drivers for a win or quality? No, no, probably no, no. Probably this not, is it. not well, even well, close. He, well, he
1: did, he did do a. Uh, to uh, we paraphrased him a little bit there he did do a a, a realistic chance and a uh yes. non-realistic chance but but even with that i think maybe a better way of doing it i don't know and, and ian if you're listening fa- first of all thanks for listening and thanks for writing in amazing um yeah it's very good i wonder if another way of doing it is to work out how many people have entered over how many rounds we've done and Ooh. how long it's t- and and yeah. based on on that Historical data, historical, yeah, doing it on historical data rather than on on inputs.
2: Are you just trying to make an extra job for me?
1: Well, no, I'm just, I, I just, I just don't like that it's such a small number. I just don't like that it's such a small number because people are just going to be put off entering.
0: That's my, that's my main reason. Um, so if there's anything- unless of course you are Narayan in which case, good job, you beat those odds. Yeah, yeah. well done, and buy yourself a lottery ticket, Narayan <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, Next for this week, uh, the Noreen Carthacayen superfan, who is formerly the John Dennis Della person experience, uh, says, with complicated messaging coming from both Williams and Kubica, there are plenty of theories being thrown around regarding his lack of pace compared to his teammate. Um, has his subpar car made it impossible for him to thrive or did his accident take away too much of his quickness? <laughs> like the male pattern baldness has taken his Oh, hair. no,
1: no, no. <laughs> Never. Oh, don't leave q hair alone, Noreen. <laughs> Goodness. Um,
0: did you guys hear about the inferior car thing?
2: I have heard it, but it's I would like thing, you to it? explain it better yeah, than me.
0: The, the general gist of the rumours is that although the two Williams cars are running identical parts... Um Kubica's car is just inherently slower due to likely a chassis-based issue. In fact, I think at the post-Bahrain test, um George Russell was driving Kubitz's car, I believe, to get to sort of try and get to the bottom of these um inherent differences in pace between the two cars. Hmm. Um interesting. Which doesn't yeah, it doesn't say a lot for their production processes. No. Mm. Um then again, I mean, it sounds like they've not even had any spare parts for the first two races, so I guess they've uh, been yeah. backs against the wall a little bit in terms of production times. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's, good, uh, is
1: it, generally? No, nah, it's bad what's going on at Williams. Um, I w- I'd, I'd love to hear what um, what George's feedback was on the car. But I suppose yeah, that's... sadly, I doubt we'll hear it. But yeah. um, I mean, why not? Because they're at the back. No one's going to be a couple Well, of yeah, them. it's that's true. Normal, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, I mean, I don't think it's got anything to do with his uh, with anything else though. I think it is. It's definitely car and not driver. It
2: it sounds that way. The fact that they've put George in the car um, to try and help get to the bottom of it, to me, would indicate that's trying to get a comparison between the two. Because if he spent as much time as he has in his, he may be able to point his finger straight at something of like, it doesn't feel right here for this reason compared to what I've been driving. And it maybe helps narrow that down. So yeah, I think that would indicate that it's definitely something more, the car, the way that they, they're dealing with that. But I guess with smoke and yeah. mirrors of the way that they drip feed bits of information, you're never going to know for sure what's going on with the car,
0: are you? So. I saw some analysis of this and... If you look in, if you looked in Bahrain at the first few laps after their pit stops, the gap between the two drivers was very, very close. Then, as the stints went on, the gap kind of gradually widened as the stint went on. So maybe whatever the problem is is also affecting tire wear potentially. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, if if he was genuinely as slower than Russell as the times are currently suggesting. He wouldn't be in the car in the first place. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no way they'd have him driving that car if he was genuinely that much slower than his teammate. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's. It's just got to be car, hasn't it? There, there's there's going to be it's, like a big crack in the tub or something like that that they've not. That, that there's. There's, there's got to be a weakness inside the, the chassis of the car somewhere for it to be as as, as slow as
0: as far behind the other car as it is. Yeah, yeah it has to be something. It has something be. more going on. Yeah. Yeah uh next brooke archer says in drive to survive we see more about grosjean on the team at Haas. what are your opinions on gunter steiner and his attitude towards grosjean <laughs> is this engineering style good for the team or is it going to cause some divisions if it continues Ooh, um, personally, now i've not uh, i've not watched far enough in drive to survive to entirely get that what's going on there but from what i have seen i feel like i can guess yeah. what it's alluding Chris, to Chris, <laughs> have you watched the thick of it <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> are you familiar
1: with the character Malcolm Tucker <laughs> Gunter Tucker Gunter Tucker yeah Um,
2: I, I think that the drive to survive stuff that you see of Haas and specific, specifically some of the things that Steiner says is that the team feels very much like magnussen is their number one driver and he's the one that they focus on now whether that's just the way some of the things have been taken context wise and the way the things being cut together it could be giving a false impression but that's what i take away from that is that they believe that magnussen is the the better driver and he's the one that they put more faith in because he doesn't have some of the problems romance had in the past mm. in terms of like mistakes and so on. But I don't know.
1: I think for me it's a good illustration of how when a driver is isn't performing and Grojon wasn't performing at the start of last season. Um for the first half of last season he was really yeah. on the back foot, you know, he made a lot of silly mistakes, the particularly the one in Spain, where he spun the car and just created a cloud of smoke screen. <laughs> for everyone to drive do. through, took, took a few people out of the race in the process. Those kinds of things are going to upset everyone in the team. Like yeah. The mechanics have all got to rebuild the car. The, the boss has got a load of money to fork out to, to fix the car for new components. Um, the team's lost points. Uh, you know, it's, it's a hugely costly thing for a for a driver to make the kinds of mistakes that he made and, and when he binned it all by himself in Baku as well and yeah. <laughs> tried to blame um, Ericsson um you know you can understand Gunter's point of view and yeah you can al- sure. and you can also see that how the pressure mounts on Grosjean and makes it more and yeah. more difficult for him to to get out of and the, the thing, the, my takeaway from it is, Grosjean is a really, really, really strong, strong character to come out of the other side of that and have the second half of the season that he did have last season last year. Yeah, um, yeah. So, is it? It answer to your question. Is it good for the team? I mean, or bad for the team? It can't have hurt him that badly because if he was being that hard on him, he would not have got his head out of. Um, the dark place that it was in and found the performance that it found the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, I I think that one of the things that I felt watching it all unfold throughout the course of the episodes was that Steiner is a guy that's kind of um, that hard, critical kind of management style where it's like, why are you doing this? get your head out your rear end and get on with the job because this is not good enough. That's the kind of manager he comes across as. And that works for some people. Other people need an arm around them and say, look, it's not your day. We're going to go back and we're going to do better next time. And it felt like Roman is that guy that needs that sort of, not the kick, he needs the support of like someone on his side just to make him feel a little bit better so he can clear his head and go out and then get on with the job the next time out. And it felt a little bit like he wasn't getting that, and that's the kind of person he is. But this is all, like, what, an hour's worth of footage from an entire season. So it's I think it's hard to judge, but I feel that maybe that's a little element of it. It's just that the management style doesn't quite fit with what Grosjean needs sometimes in just because yeah. of his personality. Yeah.
0: Um, Um, it's also not stick yeah yes a very good way of putting it um it is also also, uh, worth pointing out like so the second episode i think is which they called king of spain and the kind of main plot of that episode if you like is about signs and alonso kind of dueling to be the best spanish driver the spanish grand prix and carlos signs sort of recently has said that whole kind of narrative was just kind of invented by yeah. yeah the people who made it and draped over the top of events that are happening so you can't necessarily believe that exactly what you're seeing on netflix is yeah as yeah. happened for real there's it's absolutely made to be well it's made to be compelling television isn't yeah, it, it is. like narratives are built out of yep. little snippets of events yeah
1: they take a lot of creative license over, <laughs> yeah. um, yes exactly over events Yeah, definitely. Um, Does that answer that one, would you say? I think it does. I think it does. Okay. Um, Yanis Han says, do you think Ferrari is going to keep their power advantage over the others in China slash Baku? One word answer from both of you, please. My answer is yes.
0: Probably. Also yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not going full
2: gun yes, but Mm. probably.
0: (laughs) And if they don't make the most of it, I think when we get to tracks like... Hungary and Monaco and the like, where they will probably not be the fastest car. They will rue not making the most of this advantage they've got yes. early in the season at some of these faster, more straight liney tracks.
2: I think they could also that. rue it come sort of Barcelona when European season starts and developments start hitting cars. Because yes. Mercedes aren't a team to hang around, are they? They will be. No. They will already be working on whatever a solution is to close that yeah. gap. So, the clock's ticking for Ferrari. They they either need to be working on something to keep extending the gap or taking advantage of what they have, like you said. Yep. Definitely. Which I'm sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not in the nut, but yeah. Uh, Peter Reynolds says uh, he's expecting Vettel to get smashed <laughs> by Charles. I'm not going to read it word for word because I just have to bleep it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Predicting a top five of Lewis, followed by Charles, followed by Valtteri, followed by, it says Nando in fourth, <laughs> and then Danny Rick with Vettel crashing out. Now, whether he's really expecting Lando. an amazing return or maybe just typed mistyped Lando, I don't know.
0: If mm. Fernando Alonso comes fourth in this race, then <laughs> I I retire from Predictions League.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um put it in your uh put it in your fantasy team, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good shout. That's a good shout.
1: Um last one.
0: Last one, I've forgotten whose turn you, it is. Uh,
1: it's your turn
0: i'll i'll read it then uh, alex thompson will be interesting to see how ferrari's engine advantage performed with the long straight at china however considering the problems they've had at both events overheating australia and leclerc in bahrain do you think this advantage will actually appear in race slash quality trim um, um which it's interesting because obviously they've had engine problems at, at a couple of races now yeah yeah. are they going to panic and turn yeah. it down a bit and lose that advantage they've got? Spark plug problems, Chris. <laughs> spark plug <laughs> <club> problems, yeah. <laughs> We've decided it was spark plug problems.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, um, it's difficult to say until you start seeing them running them on track and you start getting a feel for what pace they're running at. Um, I don't think the problems that they had would phase them that much because unfortunately those things happen in motorsport. It's not really a problem with the build of the car or anything like that. Is it? It's just one of those things.
1: Um, Yeah. It was a short circuit. The official line was in the end was it was a uh, short circuit in a uh, engine component in the ignition system. I think is, is that right? That is a very technical, long-winded way of saying spark plug, yes. Yeah, sure. it sounds like a long technical way of saying spark plug. Um, for me, the issues they had, I don't think had anything to do with how high the engine was turned up or low the engine was. I think it was just a bit of bad luck with a dodgy component. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so too. Especially considering it's never, ever happened before with that component in years. And it's a it's a regular old component that's used quite a lot across across many cars i would have thought so yeah for i i think for that reason they're still going to have an advantage they're not going to there's not going to be any reason for them to really turn it down um that advantage isn't going anywhere fast so no and we've had similar things happen
2: that are just like kind of freak component malfunctions haven't we before like i remember someone i can't remember who or when but there was like a race that was ruined by something ridiculous like a spring that wasn't fitted into its casing correctly and because that came loose during a race it like it it almost demolished an engine or so i can't can't remember the exact context but something so minute as that Mm. caused a huge problem attached to a
1: valve it probably could have been a valve yeah they, so, uh, I can't movies. remember the
2: content. I think it was a Red Bull. I want to say it was Danny Rick as well, but I could be wrong.
1: Or you could get a, a Marshall t- firing his uh, <laughs> fire extinguisher up your trumpet and uh, yeah, that's gonna putting help. your turbo out of commission. <laughs> yeah, <it's> that. <laughs> <laughs> um That is all we've had this week, isn't it? There is
2: no
0: more to go. That's yes. all we've got time for this
2: that week. That is it. That's it. No, this no, has turned no. out to be a much longer episode than I thought it would be considering where we started it. Not gonna lie. Yes.
0: We'll see how much gets edited out.
2: Yeah, we'll probably have to trim If you've enjoyed any of it, please feel free to yeah. like, share, and subscribe <laughs> wherever you do listen. Um, if you'd like to keep in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter at grid F1. You can find us on Facebook by searching for back of the grid, and we're on Instagram at back of the grid as well. And as we've already mentioned in the episode, we are at backofthegrid.com where there is a contact us form. Um, and you can enter the Predictions League as well. Uh, So, yeah, join us next week for our review of the Chinese Grand Prix. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
1: I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> what's the, what's the full distance of the race, Tom? Well, that factoid is 451 kilometers. No, you're wrong.
2: <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> oh wait, no, that's <laughs> what the hell is that? Oh no, hang on, I'm reading that wrong. That looks like fact five, 451 kilometers. Then yes. it goes on to say the length of I Shanghai Circuit. Yeah. What it means is 5.451 kilometers wow. is the length. <laughs> oh wow!
0: Interesting stuff. Potentially ahead of uh, predictions is that um six of the well six racemen were in pole position, but people starting on the I've lost where I was. This is going terribly, <laughs> isn't it? This we are absolutely having this a, is a shambles. Dismal.
1: Start that again. Start again.
0: I'm now, as as soon as I'm saying that I'm realising this page is out of date, so it's probably yeah, not true anymore. Yeah, anyway. no, Forget I'm that. We'll panicked. not do that. Let's, just, let's, let's not just, do that. Uh, Shall we ditch this page?
1: Shall we just ditch page off. Why are we on let's this page? To do some storylines. I thought this was more up to date than what it was. It's, I've got I found the date on it. 10th <laughs> it's of the fourth Twenty fifteen. Yeah. No, there's no wonder Red Bull have not wanted to post any stats
2: though in the last four years since like I. It's been dominated by Mercedes. <laughs> Ian White
1: says. When you oh, god I've <laughs> had to do it more than once. This happens every time, right. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm, getting I'm getting the giggles. you oh, set fuck. me up. I'm don't gonna mute myself. Don't mute yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <sighs> oh god, I nearly said Ian Wright. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh god, don't, please. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right. Ian White says I, I can say that funny, though. I could, I'd like to say white.
2: Don't,
1: don't emphasize <laughs> cool. it. Cool. People know cool. you've been saying
2: it wrong for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> God. Right.
1: Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go.
2: This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com
1: or Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.